0: My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. A magazine, TexasFootball.com. A corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on the Facebook.com, or you're listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Gotta adjust my zipper. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local <laughs> mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there. A girl who agrees. That big sharks rule. <laughs> she's the she's the dork. She's actually
1: cool. Howdy. I put on Twitter this morning that it was shark week because I felt like people might need some like positive stuff in their life. And someone commented back and was like, Ashley, now is not the time. And I was like. It is always it is the always. time for sharks. First off, yeah, it's always the time. And second off, now is definitely Argu- the time. Arguably,
0: it's especially <laughs> it's the, the time.
1: time. Thank you. You <laughs> can <Because laughs> like, make
0: a real argument that we need no. sharks now more than ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like get out of here
0: <laughs> not the time come on
1: it is absolutely the time <laughs> it is
0: a hundred percent the time it's always the time uh today's tuesday august 11th 2020 20, 107 days till thanksgiving episode 1007 1007 the rick stymatic stel somatic yeah that according to baseball reference episode uh he is a uh, 1007th as far as uh, alphabetically for Texas Rangers players, um, he played in 13 games from 1973 to 1971, 1973 on to, so it's Washington centers and Rangers. say. So. On today's show, friends, we are going to talk about our preseason rankings on TexasFootball.com and our computer rankings, which are up. And we'll discuss a little bit about the difference. We'll talk about some notable things there. I'm going to have a column up on Thursday about breaking down the, um, the the differences, but I'll give you guys a sneak preview because I like you very much. And then, back half of the show, going to continue our series of summer camp look aheads for college football teams because we are just going to whistle past this graveyard. <laughs> and uh, we, we're going to talk about – we're heading to College Station. We're going to talk about the Texas A&M Aggies Hullabaloo Connect Connect, talk about their expectations, what we expect to see from the Aggies coming up here in the back half of the program. Um, Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. That would be super cool. If you like what we do here and with – um. An uncertain future. If you would like to support what we do, please. The best way to do it would be to come and subscribe. We're
1: not asking you anymore. We're at, begging you at this point.
0: slash subscribe. Uh, and that w- it will be, we really appreciate it. You get two magazines a year of exclusive online content. No matter, what, I will just say this no matter what happens with football season, we're going to have great content on TexasFootball.com.
1: Also, Dave is hardcore agreeing with you right now. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, Dave! He was shaking. I don't know if you were moving Dave, the table or what, but Aaron
0: Jones. Dave was
1: shaking his head all, hardcore. All
0: <laughs> anyway, Texasfootball.com/slash/subscribe to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, and as I mentioned, no matter what, we will have great content on Texasfootball.com.
1: It might be about Shark Week.
0: It might. Ju- we, <laughs> we might become.
1: We a, might do our own Shark we Week. We <laughs> might become
0: a Shark Week. We might become a Shark website, but uh, you should. Uh, it will
1: be great content. Anyway.
0: <laughs> all right. So, if you go to TexasFootball.com and you're an insider, you can find the 2020 preseason comprehensive computer rankings. So, here is how that works. There are 1,488, not UIL, but Texas high school football teams mm-hmm. across the state at every level, you're talking from, from 6A all the way down to 1A in the UIL, and then a bunch of private schools, okay? 1,488. And we have rankings for all 1,488 of them. So, for example, if you just want to see, hey, you know what? Uh, Where is uh, uh, El Paso Bowie? Where do they rank? Well, I'm glad you asked. They ranked 92nd in 5A Division 2. Whoa. Something (laughs) I can tell you right now. And we get these rankings from our uh, data partner, Jerry Forrest. And we've talked a little bit about the computer rankings before, but it's worth refreshing because we've all slept since then, and the whole world has gone like that so broadly uh, we have um, so so the way that it works especially the preseason rankings we base a lot of it on um, obviously what you've done recently what you've done in the past the, the the most accurate predictor of future success is past success as well as what you've got coming back. We weigh in what coaches think because they have a, a really good eye on on that, um, as well as um, just a lot of different a lot of different factors. Not only like the numbers you have coming back, but the quality of those numbers. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, if you have ten starters back on, uh, on, you know, on offense and nine starters back on defense, that's good. But if none of them were all district, and you guys went one and nine last year. It's like that's not maybe not as impressive as a team that went nine and three but only brings back three starters on both sides of the ball. Does that make sense? Yes. And both those three starters maybe were like all district guys. So we try to weigh all of those different things and we come up with our preseason computer rankings. Now, in the early going, and this is one of the one of the interesting thing about computer rankings, I think, that's that's worth keeping an eye on, is we have to our computer rankings try to balance small data sets. So for example, we have, um, in in i fi- I'll go to. I'll, I just have five of division one. In four A division one, the top team in four A division one is Waco La Vega. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the top team in, in our computer ranking. They're also the top team in our human rankings in Texas tech- Dave The Football. But <laughs> that's us. We are they we are, are said humans. <laughs> they are. Um, they are ranked number one. What happens if Waco La Vega loses in week one? I don't know who they're playing in week one, but let's just say hypothetically they lose their first game of the year. Mm-hmm. What happens? Well, our our human rankings are probably going to be a little bit um, – they're probably going to be a little bit more generous to the Pirates because it's one game. We don't want to overreact. We still – chances are – unless they go out there and just look really, really, really bad, right. which would be very shocking. Um, Especially
1: we, with everything going on right correct. now. That's the other thing. We
0: think that they are going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how far do you drop a team like that? Like, obviously they would need to drop, but like, how far do they do they drop? And by the way, maybe if you have a loss, and depending on the kind of loss it is and what it looks like, you may not drop. Right. That's something that's going to be really interesting. Something that we weigh on the human rankings. The computer is an unfeeling robot, and the un uh, the unfeeling robot is going to look at look at what you did, look at your team, look at what you did, and judge you relatively harshly for it. And so. There's a fair chance that like if Waco La Vega loses, we drop them to like number four and the computer drops them to like number 34. Mm-hmm. Now, they can bounce back pretty quickly because it's still elastic, but the, that is why we like to have both kinds of rankings. If you like the pure data driven, we have the computer rankings. If you like the contextual trying to make sense of it, we have the human rankings neither one of them are perfect. Mm-mm. Neither one of them are, are exactly right. And I, I, I know I'm selling our, ourselves short right there, but that's why I think that it's important to give both kinds of data, right. and both kinds of it, because that allows, um, that allows for dissent, that allows for disagreement, that allows for conversation, and that allows for context. And so if you take a look at that, we are, you know, especially in the early going, there are a number of caveats that have to, to be in there. For example, um, what do you do with new schools? I will give you a little bit of a spoiler right now. Right now. If you were to take a look at 5A Division 2, mm-hmm. the last ranked team in 5A Division 2 is Prosper Rock Hill
1: Because they haven't played a game.
0: Because they have no history. They're, the next time they suit up for a varsity game, the, I'm sorry, not a varsity game, the next time they suit up for a game will be the first time they've ever done it. Mm-hmm. So the computer doesn't know what to do with them. Right? The computer's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um... I guess we'll put them last. Yeah, they are right behind. Are they right behind number one twenty one Dallas Conrad? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if Dallas Conrad played Prosper Rockhill, pretty I, I'm pretty sure I would pick Rockhill in that game. I think they're probably the better team, but we don't know that yet, and the computer doesn't know that yet. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's important to draw these distinctions between the human rankings, which are up at texasfootballcom rankings and our computer rankings, which are up right now for Insiders at TexasFootball.com. There is a lot of art in this. There's art and science in the in the, in the computer ranking mm-hmm. or the human rankings. There's almost only science in the computer rank. Right. So, that is one thing I want to draw a distinction on. If you were to take a look at them, here's some teams that the computers like. And it's hard to kind of judge this because you've got a lot of teams that are changing conferences, changing You know, moving things. This is a lot easier in a non-realignment year, right? But because you can just kind of go apples to apples, not a whole lot change. But for example, one of the teams the computer is really, really high on is Houston Heights. Houston Heights was four and seven last year. They ended up finishing 163rd in our 6A rankings last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year they start the year 76th. uh, A big jump. A big reason why is they bring back eight starters on both sides of the ball. A lot of all district kids, and they bring back 30 uh, returning starters and the coaches told us they really like heights. And that's another thing that to keep in mind. Garland, Naiman, Forrest is pretty similar. Garland, Neyman Forrest was a team that finished 118th in our 6A rankings last year. They start the year 45th. It's a big, rank, big jump. Mm-hmm. And a big reason why, they bring back their entire offense. Got seven starters on defense. Bring back 41 lettermen from last year's team. Wow. That's a lot right who we'll lose a lot next year at the smaller at the small school level or when you get down to the small school level um you know there's a number of teams that we are um that we were expecting a leap from one of them was and I'll give you an example in 5A is Leander Glenn mm-hmm. Leander Glenn is a team that they went 5 and 6 last year and I think the computer was really hesitant about them and saying all right you don't have a ton of history you did make the playoffs this year, and that's great, and we want to reward you for that, but you ended up finishing under five we We're not real sure what to do with you. Well, bringing back eight starters on defense is going to do it. They're up to 44th to start the year in five edition, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, after finishing the year, even with that, at 79th last year. Uh, the highest-ranked team, um, or the biggest mover last year, that's now into the top 30, for teams would be Flower Flowermount Marcus. Yes, Flower Flowermount Marcus starts the year twenty eighth in our six A rankings. Uh, they were sixty fish finish year last year, even though they went eleven and two. Mm-hmm. A big reason why
1: Nussmeyer
0: <laughs> bring back Garrett Nussmeyer. They bring back uh, twelve starters from last year's team. Uh, this is a team that we've got high hopes for. They are up thirty four spots from where they finished. As far as teams that that the and, and it's hard again, I'm I'm counting out teams that change classifications mm-hmm. because I want to because that that kind of throws off the numbers and stuff like that. This is just a, a, a rough. Uh, kind of a rough estimate right now. As far as teams that the computer is a little bit leery of, uh, that doesn't necessarily buy what they're selling from last year, uh, one of them is Katie Maid Creek. Mm-hmm. Katie Maid Creek finished the year 88th in our 6A rankings last year. Um, they are start the year 163rd. A big reason why is that they're they're losing... Uh, eight starters on defense, and their defense was one of the things that really led the way for them for a nine-win season last year. They start the year uh, 163rd in our rank, in our computer rankings. Um, another team that that the computer is a little bit leery of in the small school ranks is Bracketville down the six down the two A ranks, two A Division mm-hmm. One. they were 27th to finish the year last year after going seven and four. They started the year 61st, and Look, they only bring back five starters from last year's team. They only bring, back a, bring bring back a grand total, and this is a very small school thing to do. They bring back a grand total of six Letterman. Right. So that's something to uh, to worry about. Another team that that the computer is 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 still kind of waiting to see is Herford.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Herford was a team that finished the year thirty uh, ninth in our four division one rankings. They are going to start the year seventy first. Now they bring back only four starters from last year's team, two on both sides of the ball. And that's a big question for for the, the, the fight and white faces. So uh, there's a lot of data there. Go sort through it, TexasFootball.com, our computer, comprehensive computer rankings, rankings of all 1,488 uh, Texas high school football teams. You can kind of see what we're thinking, uh, w- w- at least to start the year. But remember, those are going to be a lot more volatile. Mm-hmm. So after week one, whenever we play, um, there will be changes. Uh, there will be changes, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be major movement, and, and so – It's worth taking the long view on those. Um, and, and and not necessarily jumping to conclusions based on one week
1: so and I think the other thing worth mentioning too real fast mm-hmm. is we definitely want to like we would love to hear y'all 's opinion on that stuff yeah. and so go to uh, go to the forums yes. especially for the insiders that are able to see those computer rankings yeah. if you go to texasfootball.com slash forums you can uh, you can go to the concourse which is where we respond anyway so we would love yeah. for you' all to go check that out and put your opinions there
0: so check it out texasfootball.com slash forums we 're going to be talking about the computer rankings there at texasfootball.com slash forums we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. We're keeping an eye on everything. Uh, if you are interested in like, where college football stands at the moment, we have our college football tracker. Mm-hmm. There are 47 t- uh, Texas college football teams. Right now, 29 of them, 28 of them, have moved to the spring. Uh, we're still waiting on basically basically everything under FCS. Mm-hmm. Everything everything under Division One has moved to the spring, plus three FCS teams in Tarleton, Prairie View A&M, and Texas Southern. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're keeping an eye on that. We're going to keep that update, our college football tracker at TexasFootball.com. So check that out. Okay pickle what do we do now get in losers we're going to summer camp it's summer camp our preview series of college football teams because just
1: because you know we love going to camp <laughs>
0: we love going to camp uh, anyway let's talk about the texas a&m fighting aggies talk about texas a&m and uh, we'll start with the big picture, which is what is the state of the program? And I would say that the state of the program right now... Thir- I would, 13th in the coaches' poll. 13th in the coaches' poll. I think they are right where Aggie fans... i I almost said something mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are right where... Reason, realistic, reasonable Aggie fans expected them to be. Right. In the Jimbo Fisher era. That is After fair. two years, they are, I think, clearly trending in a positive way. And year three is the year that everyone was pointing to. Right. 2020 was always the year that AM fans were like, all right, that's the year. 2018, first year under Jimbo. 2019, brutal schedule. Yes. And there's still a lot of unknowns. And it's just second year. Third year. Third year. This is where we want to be. Right. 2020. So I would say that right now, the state of the program is like where it should be. Like And and, and look, I know that there are Aggie fans who expect a lot more. and I also know I have a number, number of Aggie fans in my life who are always just doom and gloom uh, that they thought it would be a lot worse. I think that they are right where they should be.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And three years is what you gen- generally would give right. a Power 5 coach to come in and start getting recruits and expect something out of well, this And
0: furthermore... I think that this is the year that, like, they're 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 where they are right now, but they're at the critical point, mm-hmm. right? This is the moment where it's supposed to start being elite, yes, right? The build, the build, the strike, especially That's with that schedule
1: right that they are supposed to have. We'll talk about that. In a <laughs> um,
0: so this was supposed to be the year for the Aggies in 2020. We'll talk about maybe why it's not going to be, but. There's plenty to like about this team. There's a lot to like. Uh, let's start with the offense. And look, AM has a four-year starter at quarterback.
1: They've got the guy. They've got They've their got guy.
0: And I know, I know that he's a bit of a lightning rod. And, and I think part of it is that, like, he's not Johnny Manziel, mm-hmm. right? He's not Johnny Manziel. He's not, like, Kellen Mond's a, a very, very solid quarterback who's not going to win the Heisman. And and it's hard. It's I think I think there are some AnM fans who, because Kellen Mond is not this like superstar, is not this guy who's like everybody's talking about. That, that means he's bad. Right. And I think that that is so far from the truth. I think Kellen Mond is a really, really solid quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you have him as a four-year starter. There's a lot to like about Kellen Mond. I know he's not perfect. Nobody's saying he's perfect. But what I'm saying is that you, quarterback ain't a problem is what I'm saying at A&M. Okay? Quarterback ain't a problem. Okay? Now,
1: the offensive line.
0: The offensive line. Well, I'll say this. The offensive line does bring back a lot of experience. Now, last year, that experience—it depends on how you view their growth. If you think that just another year of continuity of the same guys is good, you're in business because you got four of the five starters coming back, Mm -hmm. right? You've got uh, the only guy you're replacing is your center. Uh, You know, you've got Ryan McCollum stepping at center, but you got both tackles and Carson Green and Dan Moore. Uh, You've got Jared Hawker and Kenyon Green at at the at the guard spots. There is a lot to like about this offensive line if you believe that they are going to take the step Mm -hmm. okay the running backs the running backs are interesting because the running backs have a guy that I am really high on Isaiah Spiller and Mm -hmm. I think you saw him last year that the flashes that he had there's some depth issues Mm -hmm. that I want to see a secondary guy. Like one of the reasons I really like SMU's running back is it feels like they've got depth there. Not yes. only do they have a guy in TJ McDaniel who can be the guy, but they've got depth. a and depth is unproven. And so like I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about a and running back spot. Mm-hmm. Like they've got the guy. I want to make sure that they are able to have, cause you need depth, especially in the sec oh, yeah. uh, at the running back spot, the receiver spot. The talent is crazy talent is super good but Something relatively meshing but relatively unproven mm-hmm. right um jamon osmond is a star and will probably step up to be the number one guy but past that it's like cameron buckley has had moments but hasn't necessarily been a star dylan wright promising freshman the 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 tight end spot is great baylor cup jalen Widermeyer is great I I need one of those guys to step up and be that number one guy. There's a lot of talent. They've just got to be. They've just got. There's not a ton of experience, and that's going to be the issue.
1: Which okay. goes back to again why that depth at running back
0: is so Correct. crucial Correct. for them. They've got to like the quarterback is like the one question, the one place I don't have a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everywhere else is like I have a couple of nagging things in the back of my mind that keep me from jumping on whole hawk. Right. Um, we'll get to best-case scenario here in in a minute. Let's go to the defense. So the defense, the defense is why I'm really excited about Mm AM. The defense, I think, has a chance to be excellent. I think the secondary is really good. I think the secondary is really, really good. With Leon O'Neal, with Damani Richardson, with Miles Jones, all Mm -hmm. back in the mix. Uh, You add in, like, Clifford Chapman at the nickel spot. Um, I think Elijah Blades they're really high on him at the other corner spot I think there is a lot to like about the secondary I think there's a lot to like about the linebackers most especially Buddy Johnson in the middle uh, Anthony Hines is 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 a guy who has flashed mm-hmm. and needs to take that next step forward The even the front is is good but it hasn't been like consistently productive Mm -hmm. and that's something that concerns me because they've got a guy in Bobby Brown that I think is a star they've got guys with good experience Leal got experience Tyree Johnson Michael Clemens but they haven't been able to like to like really become that dominant force that usually you need to be in the SEC to contend
1: and I feel like like you said with even reasonable A&M fans who are looking at this like they're it's the big step forward. I think mm-hmm. even those fans are a little bit upset that the, the defensive front hasn't been near as good as what they usually because, are. And
0: because the thing is that they usually, and in recruit super well. well front, yep. Super well. They have yet to, basically since Miles Garrett left, mm-hmm. they have yet to, to put, put together pieces. like an awesome defensive line. Mm-hmm. This is the year I want to see that step. If they take that step, then we're talking about like, I mean, we're talking really big things here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about my breakout player. My breakout player is going to be um, – my breakout player is going to be Aeneas Smith. Aeneas Smith is going to be the guy who's probably backing up Isaiah Spiller at the running back spot, mm-hmm. and he's going to get some carries, and he's going to get some run. And if he has a big year, this is the guy they moved from wide receiver to running back for the Texas Bowl, and he was, you know, solid, like seven carries. Right. 54 yards. He – is a guy that if he takes that step forward, that would answer a lot of questions for the A and M offense. That
1: doesn't put near as much pressure on the wide receivers Absolutely. either.
0: And there's just a lot, of, like him stepping up and them finding that solid second running back. I think would really, really do a lot of good. So he's my breakout player as Nia Smith, the running back. All right. Worst case scenario. So we have to address the elephant in the room, which is that A and M was cruising into the schedule or cruising this year with like maybe maybe the most favorable schedule in the country Yes. for a major conference team, mm-hmm. for a power conference team, right? Abilene, Christian, North Texas, Colorado, all at home, all should be wins. Arkansas should be a win. At Mississippi State, tough road test, but that's a team that's rebuilding under Michael Leach. That should be a win. Fresno State at home, that should be a win. At Auburn's tough. At Auburn's tough, mm-hmm. no doubt about it, okay? At South Carolina, I think they should win that game. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss, at home, Lane Kiffin, I think they should win that game. Vanderbilt, win, right? At Alabama, extremely tough, right? And then home for LSU, I mean, who knows? Who knows what LSU is going to look like? The schedule was set up for, like, I don't want to say 10 wins minimum, but, like, 10 wins was, like, right there, and you do not have to squint. Mm -hmm. Like, it was right there. Um, Nine wins minimum, like, and it's not hard to see – If you can, if you, if if things are are where they should be, that you are going to Auburn and getting a win, that you're going to Alabama and you're challenging them seriously, Mm -hmm. that you're, that you're, that you beat LSU at home. There's a real playoff team here, right? There's a real college football playoff team here in College Station. Well, the worst case scenario was what came out on Sunday, Mm -hmm. which is, so the SEC moves to um, conference only. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, They're going to have a conference-only season, but they're going to have a 10-game conference-only season, which means that they need to add two conference games from the East. They add Florida at home Mm -hmm. and at Tennessee. To be clear, that is not as bad as it could have been. No. They could have been like at Georgia. Georgia, yep. Or they could have been at Florida, right? It's not as bad as it could have been, but it ain't great. Mm Mm-mm. It ain't great. You're adding you are losing Abilene Christian, North Texas, Colorado, and Fresno State. Which, like, all due respect to our friends at ACU and our friends at North Texas, that's four wins. Yes. You're trading in four wins for two that probably, you're gonna have to like, be ready for. Yeah, two two tough games. Plain and simple. I'm not saying they can't win them, but two tough games. Here's okay, so there's the schedule part of it. Here's the worst case scenario for for A&M. The worst-case scenario is all of those things that we had questions about. Can the defensive line take the next step? Can the offensive line take the next step? Can somebody step up at the wide receiver core? Can they find some depth at running back? The worst-case scenario is all those questions are answered no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, that the, and that they ask Kellen Mond to do everything. Maybe Isaiah Spiller gets hurt and they really get exposed to the running back spot. Nobody steps up the receiver spot. The offensive line can't protect Kellen Mond. The defensive line doesn't get a push and they wear out that what is a really talented secondary and am doesn't live up to expectations and then you start to have an existential crisis on campus right like and then you start to say okay this was supposed to be the year yes the schedule got 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 screwed up but this was supposed to be the year why wasn't it mm-hmm. that is that triggers an existential crisis at am is if they like super underachieve and all those questions are answered no that's the worst case scenario i don't think they're going to reach a worst case scenario (laughs) okay
1: I think the one other thing too, real fast, just going back to the schedule thing, is the other like the most underrated favorable part of that schedule is they were perfectly spaced out of when giant momentum shifting games could have mm-hmm. been. So obviously you have the first four easy games, but then that uh, that Mississippi State game, mm-hmm. uh, so that actually starts to build momentum. Then you go to Auburn, that really builds momentum yeah. going into two of probably the biggest games Ske- of the season. The original so the it original was schedule like... was
0: great. Look, we predicted ten and two in the magazine. Yeah. Right. And, and that, we had them losing. At, we had them losing at Auburn and at at Alabama. And I think that's relatively chalky to be real to be real honest. Mm-hmm. If you want, you know, if you want to say maybe they win at Auburn but they lose to LSU, I think that's that's super reasonable too. Let's talk best case scenario though, which is all those same questions we were asking about turn out on the good side. <laughs> are answered yes. Like the receiver core steps up. Anea Smith is that that number 2 running back that they need. The offensive line uses its continuity to take a step forward. Mm-hmm. The defensive line starts being able to get a push with just the front four. Like all of those things start clicking and you are talking about a legitimate college football playoff contender. Mm-hmm. That's the best case scenario. That you are you are talking about them making the playoff. Now look, we don't this all comes with the caveat that it's it's August 11th and the world is exploding around us, so we don't know. But <laughs> that's the best case scenario. The best case scenario is like you're talking about a team that has the talent and has what they need on campus to win every game on their schedule. Okay? They have the ability to go to Auburn and win. They have the ability to go to Alabama and win. They have the ability to beat the defending national champions and to play in the playoff. Mm-hmm. That's te- There's not a ton of teams that we can say that about nope. in Texas. We can say it about maybe Texas if things break well, right? Like Baylor last year was was in the mix, but they're te- it feels like they're going to take a step back. Like A&M – has a chance to be a national title contender and we have not had one of those in Texas in, you know, too in a while long. in a while we've had Baylor kind of on the outside on the outside we've had other good teams but like that's the best case scenario for A&;m can they reach it now obviously the schedule is a huge thorn in the side right that's a huge problem but look talents on campus there ain't no doubt about that this is maybe this is probably the most talented team in the state and if they are able to put it all together, then this could be a really special year for a But there are the, about those three or four nagging questions that have to be answered to the affirmative. They're going to get that best case scenario. And that summer camp.
1: Give me your terrible piece of advice
0: for being at camp. Um, you should. um, Oh, you should like really close the marshmallows like because they'll go stale. Like you got to close them and like clip them and make sure. It's actually bring a, not terrible. Bring us. a cooler. Bra- <laughs> bring a cooler. And remember, two o'clock today is the worst day, worst moment of the year. So grab a peek, slice a pizza. <laughs> and now we go to Ashley Pickle, America's seg- favorite segment. Final thoughts.
1: Um, we really just have first four through the door. Was oh, it yeah. Andrew Christensen, Mies, Rob Hadaway, and Ember Keith? Thank you for joining us. Guys.
0: Yes. Thanks for joining us. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com tomorrow, this week in recruiting, and Ashley reveals a terrible secret. It's hey. gonna do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow on text football today. Vince Young comes to your player of the year trophy. I did that in out of order. Uh bye. <laughs> <laughs>